Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 045 Grace Faith and Works. Wake-up call 045 Grace Faith and Works. I'm thankful that you're joining me here on the Faith for My Generation podcast. I am your host, AJ. I'm just a little bit hoarse today, but we're going to do this. You ready? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. <clears throat> we're going to look at a couple verses in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, 9, and 10 is where I want to begin. And as you heard from the title, Grace, Faith, and Works, I want to look at how those three realities, things in our spiritual life, things is such a nondescript word, isn't it? I mean, things is, we use the word thing for everything. <laughs> but I'm at a lack of, uh, of better words for that, I guess. But three spiritual realities. There we go. That sounds a lot like I know what I'm talking about now. Three spiritual realities, grace, faith, and works. And I want us to see just a, a primer, if you will, a brief survey, because these three spiritual realities, we literally could spend the rest of our lives studying them out in God's truth and His Word, getting understanding by the Holy Spirit on these things. I want us to have a general overview in this wake-up call of how these three spiritual realities they're all connected, they're all intertwined, and you don't have to pick and choose. You know, I've, I've been working through the book of Ephesians with my men's Bible study at church. Um, some of y'all that are listening, you, you follow along on the TikTok live streams. We've been working our way through the book of Ephesians over there as well. And in study, when we hit these three verses in, my, in both of those studies, and I would say that verses 8... And 10 are probably the most read verses out of the book of Ephesians. Um, my next guess would be Ephesians chapter 6 about the armor of God. But Ephesians 2.8, I mean, it's pretty well-known scripture. It's a pivotal foundational scripture concerning salvation. But in studying verse 8, 9, and 10, I realized, you know, sometimes Christians pick and choose. And you don't have to pick and choose. You don't have to, you know... Well, I, I, I lean on grace or I, on faith. And then the idea of faith and works and works-based salvation or legalism or uh, completely yielding on grace. And, and you kind of get into like doctrinal camps among Christians where when really it comes down to just picking and choosing or having a favorite of these three things. And I want us to see that we don't have to pick and choose between grace and faith and works. But rather, the Bible teaches that all three are important, necessary, and connected. Ephesians 2 verse 8. <clears throat> For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Verse 9, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Verse 10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, 
which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Notice this. Let's read it once more. It's our foundational text for today. For by grace you've been saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Notice this, verse 9, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I want you to see the progression here. Verse 8, it says, for by grace... You've been saved through faith. Verse 9, not of works, your works, my works. Verse 10, created in Jesus Christ for good works. The grace of God is this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's Romans chapter 5. What is that, verse 6? Let's look at it. Romans chapter 5. I think verse 6 says that. Verse 8 reiterates the idea again. Romans chapter 5, verse 6. For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, that's the grace of God. The grace of God is that while we were yet dead in sin, Christ died for us so that we could be free from sin. The grace of God is you, me, we had no way out. There was no other way out of sin. We were doomed to death, and rightly so. We had a sin nature, and because of that sin nature, we sinned. And Ezekiel, the prophet, says three different times, By the Spirit of the Lord, the soul that sins must die. And the grace of God is He provided salvation. He provided atonement. He provided a way out. He provided rescue. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's the grace of God. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Now notice that. The wages of sin, the working, the paycheck for the work of sin is death. Now that can be physical death for sure. You know, sinful lifestyle will destroy your body. A sinful lifestyle will destroy your mind. And if you persist and practice sin and live in it, eventually you'll be separated When you're in sin, you're separated from God. And you must repent and believe on Jesus or get right back with God and get back in fellowship with the Lord. But if you die in your sin, you'll be eternally separated from God, which is eternal death, the second death. But notice this, the gift of God, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is a vivid example of the grace of God. You and I should have received the paycheck for the work of sin, which is death, separation from God for all of eternity. Rather, in His goodness, in His love, in His compassion, He has given, offered to us the free gift of eternal life 
in Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's the grace of God. Now, how do we receive the grace of God? Now, what we're talking about in this application is salvation. But you understand the grace of God is He provided physical healing, divine healing. Jesus has provided provision, prosperity, material prosperity. When we obey Him and live according to His way, honor Him with the first fruits of our income and our substance, He multiplies it. We have no lack of need, have no lack or need. Jesus has provided for us peace in our minds so we're not vexed, confused, filled with anxiety, depression. He gives us joy instead of sorrow. He dries our tears. He binds up broken hearts. He sets captives free. He delivers people. All those things are redemptive acts of God and the grace of God. And we receive the grace of God, or we could even say the graces of God. John 1, 16. Let me read it, make sure I... I'm going to hold myself accountable. It could be verse 17, but John chapter 1, yep, verse 16. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. We've received this grace of God through Christ Jesus. Now notice that, through Christ Jesus. Back to our foundational scripture for today. Ephesians 2, 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. By grace through faith, by grace, through faith. I want you to do do me a favor. As you're listening to this wake-up call, wherever you're at, say out loud, by grace, through faith. Yep, that's it. By grace, through faith. The grace of God is what God does. Grace is God's part of the equation. It's what He does out of His love, His mercy, His kindness, His compassion towards us. It's what He's provided to us. That's the grace of God. We receive everything the Lord has provided for us by faith. We see it right here, 2.8. By grace, you've been saved through faith. Through faith. Romans 4.16. You know, Romans is a Man, it, it, it's 16 chapters chock full of doctrinal information. When we, when we talk about doctrine, doctrine is what we believe. Everyone has doctrines, whether they even know that word exists or not. <laughs> Everyone has doctrines. Everyone has belief systems. In Romans, the book of Romans in your Bible is full of doctrinal understanding. Salvation, repentance. Prayer, the Holy Spirit, faith, confession, so much justification, sanctification. I was thinking of other doctrines that we see in there. And we, uh, the, the adoption, there's so many doctrines in the book of Romans, and it just lays it all out very plainly for us to understand. Well, Romans 4, verse 16 shows us concerning faith. Romans 4, verse 16 says this, Therefore it is of faith, look at this, 
that it might be according to grace. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. You know, if you go to Galatians, let's see, Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2. Let's see if I can find it. Where it says that we are. Oh, okay, Galatians chapter 3. Therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Verse 9 of chapter 3 in Galatians. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. We are children of Abraham because we are of the spirit of faith. So, you know, going back to last week's Wake Up Call, if you haven't listened to it, this is the first time you're listening to a a Wake Up Call, our episode on the faith for my generation. Scroll back after this one's finished and listen to Wake Up Call 044 Imitation. We talk about how children imitate their parents. Well, we are children of Abraham, spiritually. So let's imitate our father of the faith. After all, the Bible says that we are the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Okay, how do we imitate him? Abraham received the promise. He received the promise from God. In his particular case, it was Abraham, I'll make you a father of many nations. And I'm going to do that through the child of promise, Isaac. Now, Abraham received from God by faith according to grace. Ephesians 2.8, we saw it was by grace through faith. Grace through faith. By grace through faith. We've received salvation this free gift of God, by grace, God did it. It's His work. We can't add to it. We can't take away from it. It was God's working, and we receive it by through faith. Faith is the pipe that grace flows through. Faith, just like your hose pipe. You ever used a hose pipe? I'm sure you have. When you turn on that nozzle, the water flowing through the hose pipe, the water is grace. The hose pipe is faith. The hose pipe houses, facilitates, carries, receives the grace of God. That hose pipe carries, facilitates, receives that water. Our faith is the hose pipe and grace is the water. And the spigot has been turned on. Praise God. Well, in Romans 4.16, it's flipped. The, uh, the faith, then grace. But we see this, the same thing. It is a faith that it might be according to grace. Well, according to grace, what does that mean? The grace of God is, Abraham, you shall be a father of many nations through the child of promise, Isaac. That's the grace of God. That's it. That's the grace of God. And how did Abraham receive it? Of faith. He believed he believed. He believed. Because if you keep reading Romans 4.17, as it is written, I've made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. 
who contrary to hope in hope believed, so that he might become the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Abraham believed God. Abraham had faith. And when Abraham believed God and exercised his faith, he received according to the grace of God. Grace and faith are connected. You can't disconnect them. You know, I tell of a story. When I was in college, um, the Christian doctrine class that I was taking where each week we would spend a different week on uh, a Bible doctrine, unfortunately the professor I had, by his own admission, said he didn't even know if he was a Christian. Now how messed up, how jacked up is that? Your professor of Christian doctrine doesn't even know if he's saved. You know, it's like, shouldn't there be at least a little bit of credibility here among your staff? But nonetheless, that was the case. So when we were talking about salvation, he walks into the room and he writes the phrase on the whiteboard, by grace through faith, then strikes out through faith and circles by grace. And he said, if basically his argument was, God picks and chooses who is going to be saved, and there ain't a thing in the world you can do about it. And, uh, you know, it's just pretty much it. Whatever God wants, that's it. Well, we understand the will of God by, by His Word, and the will of God, according to His Word, says this. Well, let's read it. Don't take my paraphrasing for it. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9. What is the will of God? The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering, patient towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Okay, that's one passage. Well, First Timothy 2, verse 3. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Verse 4, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. All right, there's number two. John chapter 3, verse 6. John 3, verse 6. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So it's very plain to see from Scripture. That's just three of hundreds of Scriptures where we see God honors faith. Plain and simple. Doesn't matter what color of skin you are, man or woman, color your hair, eyes, big, small, short, tall, young, old, in between, rich, poor, native born American or international, from my perspective at least. <laughs> I'm thankful for all the international listeners on the podcast. You know, native born, whatever country you are. God doesn't play favorites, He don't pick and choose, He just honors faith. And we can see that it is by grace through faith. You don't have to pick or choose. And there are some Christians that pick and choose. They go heavy one side or heavy the other side. But if we're going to stay with the Bible, we can't pick and choose. It's not all grace. It's not all faith. It's both. It's by grace through faith. It is of faith according to grace. They work together. Now... The third thing I want you to see is works. Remember the title of the wake-up call, Grace, Faith, Works. Grace, Faith, 
works. If you have real faith, real Bible faith, and you have experienced the grace of God, you will have good works. Let me say that one more time, real plain. If you have experienced the grace of God and you have real Bible faith, you will have good works in your life. You will have corresponding action that shows your faith is alive and you have experienced, encountered the grace of God. Point blank, end of statement, period. Now, some people, I've been called a heretic. (laughs) I've been called a heretic for this. Oh, it makes me laugh. That's all right. Jesus was called a lot of names too. And I ain't nowhere near Jesus, but I'm I'm on that road of sanctification. Praise God. (laughs) I've been called a heretic for this. I've been called legalistic for this. But I refuse to back down from Scripture. I just believe that the power of God not only pays the debt, the penalty of sin, but breaks the power of it. I believe that salvation is so real, so powerful, it sets people free. It doesn't just save people from the penalty or the judgment of sin. It sets them free from the power of it so that they don't have to live in their sin anymore. I don't have to live in my sin anymore. And there is corresponding action. There are good works. I mean, look at it. Ephesians chapter 2. You can't deny it. Verse 8, for by grace. All right, there's the grace. You've been saved through faith. There's faith. Not of yourselves. It's the free gift of God. Not of works. I couldn't, I couldn't earn my way into salvation. Impossible. Lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You can't work your way into salvation. Let me say it again. For the people in the back, you can't work your way into salvation. But once you're saved, you better get to work. Come on, somebody. You better say amen. I don't hear nobody. Come on, glory. (laughs) You can't work your way into salvation. Nobody's saying that. I'm not saying that. Scripture doesn't say that. Some people believe it. Some religions teach it. You can't work your way into salvation. But once you are saved, you better get to work because you've been created for good works. James 2, verse 14, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? Verse 17, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Uh Uh-oh. Those on the video side, you're getting to see Anna the cat. Todd, I know you're usually listening to the audio but we've got Honor the Cat making a special appearance for, for you, Brother Todd. <laughs> All right. Good kitty. Don't mess up any recording gear. Just hang out over here, okay? I would hate to get 
PETA called on me for spanking a cat live on air. <laughs> James chapter 2, verse 17. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Faith must have works. If your faith is alive, it's going to have works. It will have corresponding action. It's going to, if your faith is living, if it's alive, if it's breathing, it has a corresponding action. Man, this is a simple example. It's a good example. Jesus uses it. He teaches this parable concerning the true vine in John chapter 15. John chapter 15. He teaches on the true vine. Jesus says this in verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in the vine. Verse 5, I am the vine. You are the branches. Let's say it all together. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Verse 8, by this my Father is glorified that you may bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. You know, we did a series a couple months ago called Who is This Jesus? In the last episode of that series, Who is This Jesus? We looked at John 15 where Jesus says, I am the true vine. Go check it out if you haven't listened to it. Scroll back a couple episodes, you'll find it. But very simple. If you're connected to Jesus, you're going to bear his fruit. <clears throat> it's like an apple tree. If a branch is connected to the trunk of an apple tree, it will produce apples. If a, tr if a branch is connected to a pear tree, it will produce pears. Very simple. If you're connected to Jesus... You're going to produce his fruit. Well, what's his fruit? Well, we can see examples of it all through Scripture. The Galatians 5.22 tells us the fruit of the Spirit's love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. You know what's good fruit? Someone asked me that the other, other day in, in, in men's Bible study. What, what is good works? Just what does that mean? What is good works? Good works for me... I'll give myself as an example. Good works means I'm a good uh, I'm a man of God, that I'm faithful to God, that I'll honor his word, that I live my life according to his word, that I'll love God with everything that's in me, spirit, soul and body. That I'm a faithful husband, that I treat my wife right, that I speak kindly to her, that I honor her and give my heart totally to her and have no other no others in my heart, in my life. As a father, to be an honorable father to my daughter, to rear and raise up my daughter in the fear and admonition of the Lord, to discipline her when she needs it, to love her, to direct her, give her instruction and educate her in the things of life, in the things of God. As a son, to honor my parents, to be obedient, to be kind, to be respectful, 
as a pastor to fulfill the obligation and the call of God on my life to teach the Word of God, to win people to Christ, to build and make strong disciples by the teaching of the Word and the power of the Holy Spirit, to honor my church family. You know, you keep going on and on. Good works is living out this gospel, living out the truth of God's Word. It's doing what Jesus would do. You remember that? I remember when the bracelet came out. I mean, it was huge, but the bracelet, WWJD, I just saw one of those on a wrist of someone not too long ago. Oh, just the other week, now that I remember about it. And that bracelet's probably been around for 25 years. I don't know exactly when it came out, but I know that when I was like 8, 9, 10 years old, those bracelets were a big deal. Everybody had them on in every color, like... You know, I'd buy one in black, and I couldn't wait to go back to the store, the Christian bookstore, so I could get one in blue, and then lime green, and then red. And it's like you collected all the colors you could find. And then there were other ones like Frog, Fully Rely on God, and <laughs> other little, uh, um, is it acronyms? Yeah, acronyms that, um, that people come up with. But WWJD is the most prolific and famous. What would Jesus do? Answer that question, what would Jesus do, and then do it. That's good works. I want you to see very plainly, very clearly, you and I, we've not, we can't work our way into salvation. You and I can't generate or manipulate the things of God. What God has promised us and given to us according to His Word, 2 Corinthians 1.20, for the promises of God, I want to get it right. Sometimes I mess up the in Him part and in us. 2 Corinthians 1.20, For all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Notice that. All the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him, amen, grace of God, to the glory of God through us. The promises, God came up with the promises. Every promise in the Word of God, it's yours. God came up with it, though. It's His idea. It's His will. It's His desire. It's His compassion towards us. We receive those promises when we have faith and believe and say, you know what, contrary to what my eyes see, my ears hear, what thoughts may think, what feelings may feel, what opinions may opinionate, I'm going to believe God. And that's how we receive of faith according to the grace of God. And when that thing comes alive in our life, when the grace of God is manifested in our life, when we receive it by faith, we'll do the work of God. We'll do good works. We'll work the works of God. We'll work the works of the kingdom. It's just that simple. But that simple reality will shake a nation. It will shake a church. And it will shake us for the glory of God. Hey, I'm so thankful for you that you're listening. Can you believe that in just a few wake-up calls, we will have completed an entire year of wake-up calls? Wow. Give yourself a pat on the back for hanging out with me for almost, well, for 45 wake-up calls. Come on, somebody. You deserve a pat on the back. Hey, truly, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sharing every time you share. If you haven't left a review on the podcast side, wherever you're listening to the podcast, leave a review. And in the next few days, we're going to be launching the Faith for My Generation website. 
It's going to be awesome. You're going to have to head over there and see it. Check it out with your own eyes. And uh, we'll have some interactive things for you over there. Hey, I apologize for the raspiness, the horse, hoarseness. I got a horse in my throat. No, I couldn't fit a horse in my throat. But I, this raspy voice, I, I apologize for about that. But you know what? I made a commitment to the Lord at the beginning of this year. I'm going to do this. I'm going to release these episodes. I'm going to be consistent. So maybe this one doesn't sound as pleasant or as radio crisp as it usually does. But you know what? We did it. <laughs> we did it. And I'm thankful for you. I pray it would be a blessing to you. Remember, it's the grace of God. You receive it by faith, and you'll do the work of God. And I know this to be true in your life and mine because we are the faithful. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you. And every Thursday, I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.